<laughs> All right, we got a Cleveland Motor Podcast. It's uh, what is it? Wind chill degrees. Wind chill is like negative five out there. Uh, fucking picking up delivering bikes all day and horse yeah. shit. Fourteen degrees. What the I shit's going on? Obviously, more snow on the east side. Than yeah, east side's got some serious snow, and it doesn't stop. But yeah, it's cold as hell, man. And I definitely split this one. Oh yeah, there I you would go. split it with you, but I don't want to drink out. Twelve dags. You're sick too. Yeah, a little gruff. Jesus Christ, Renee's out with her incurable crud. Yeah, all kinds of people sick. Hoffert can't come in because Hoffert's got the crud. Oh, okay. I'm just getting over the crud. You're getting over the crud? Yeah. Man, I'm crud free. Yeah, me too. That's days well, we, we've, of Christmas ale. We've been that is the best. It is very tasty. I well, that is the best. original Great Lakes yeah. recipe. Mm-hmm. This is the recipe that's... The recipe. Yeah, yeah that's... The, I've, I've heard, yeah. heard the same I, thing. I, I, I know Tim Rassetter. Yeah. Yeah. And after two, you're like, ooh, Oh, by the way, everybody, stand back. Oh! I got a new Gerber tool. Hell yeah, you got That's the right. cool ones. Well, I, got, I got the Gerber Center Drive, so that we all know that with the Gerber tools, there's three tools you use more than any other tools at all, and that's the pliers. And the Phillips head screwdriver, which goes boop, and it's got center drive, so it's like, you know, it, it's online. So it's not like most screwdrivers on Gerber, like where the screwdriver sucks and it's well, And it's a real bit. And it's a real bit. You can put any bits you want in there. It's got a spare bit holder here, and then it's got 12 wow. bits in the, in the thing. 16 bit. Was that your uh, Christmas <laughs> present? My Christmas present, and uh, so that was yeah. That's my Chrissy. That's my Chrissy present, and that's a good looking tool. Oh, but thank you, <laughs> giggity. <laughs> but here's my favorite about the whole thing. So when it's even in its closed position, like not even deployed yet. Oh, you can use the knife. It's the groan of excitement. You don't need to open the fucker to get the knife out, and it's a one-handed opener. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm oh, so happy. must have. Yeah, and then Phillips head comes out without opening the tool up either. So Phillips head, yeah. knife, and pliers all like instantaneously available. Just like and a spring loaded, by the way, spring loaded yeah, pliers, yeah. Um, carbide wire cutter strippers that you can rotate three ways to like you know rejuvenate the blade when it gets. They love rotating edgy. strippers. Rotating strippers. <laughs> Everybody likes a good rotating stripper. Yep. We yeah, couldn't figure out what this was or why this even was here. This is like, this thing down here. It's kind of dumb. But you fold it out, and it, it is extra bit storage. It's a holder oh. for your extra. <laughs> it's nice. a holder for your extra bit. <clears throat> yeah, go figure. So you can have two bits with you, not just the 12 that are in the... See, we should have just gotten yeah. paid for this that's conversation. Yeah, that's... No shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Ding. that is... Ding! Gerber. Uh, that's the Gerber Center Drive Multiplier. And I've had multipliers... Twenty nine ninety five. Uh, ninety two ninety nine. Oh, that's not bad. Ah. Yeah, ninety two ninety nine. Woof. So it is the, one of the more expensive items <clears> in the <throat> arsenal. Was that a present? Or you had to buy that was a present. Uh, a bit of a long story, but how it shakes out is, um, we do a gift exchange in our family with a hundred dollar. Are we rolling? We're rolling. We're rolling. Yeah. Oh, excuse. yeah. We do a gift exchange in my family with a hundred dollar limit, <laughs> and you pick a name. So everybody's got a name out of the hat, and then uh, we do the same thing. Right, and so, but you, uh, we have a little web group there, a little email chain, and it says, you know. Put items on there you'd be interested to make the person that is your secret Santa give them an easier time of getting you what you want. I put one item down. Gerber, <laughs> center drive, model number, link to the fucking website where all they would have to do is click on it and put their credit card number in. Made it easy. <clears throat> right? Made it easy. And you know what they got me? The wrong one. They did not. They did too. They got me the wrong one. And here's the better thing. Anybody who knows the way that I like Gerber tools, I like the slide out, the flick out pliers. Uh, the reason I stopped carrying Leatherman's 25 years ago was because Leatherman's, you got to flip them open like a butterfly knife. Yep. And that mechanism, I've, I don't like that mechanism. I like the center-loading pliers... 
because then the part your hand is working with is smooth and it doesn't cut into your fingers. Whereas the, la the Leatherman's, when you open them up, the part that you're resting yep. your hand against is edgy because that's where the blades are all living. Okay, so that's just my thing. Gerber makes all their multi-tools all slide out. They're all slide out pliers, except for one. The Legend series, or whatever the fuck they call it, 800 series. The 800 series is, opens like a butterfly knife. It is the only Gerber they make that opens like a butterfly knife. And that's the one they got me. So I thought, no problem, I can return it. Well, on the sheath was embroidered, Phil. <laughs> and then on the knife blade was embroidered, Phil. Oh, get the hell. No backsies. So I got a $92 or $88 Gerber 800. So I feigned excitement and I feigned happiness at the gift exchange. Uh, well, you were being pulled. I was being super sweet and I was yeah. happy, but I was like, <laughs> I gave you the part number. You know? They drew back. They fired. And yeah. The arrow went. Zing! Oh, I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah. I gave the part number. I gave them everything. But, you know, people make mistakes or whatever. That's, that's fine. We still love them. Right. We still love them dearly, and they just, people make mistakes. So then Merritt tried to negotiate with Gerber to get it returned. No go. Uh, so Merritt then, she's like, that's the only thing I've seen you ask for. It's the only gift that you've ever asked for in 10 years by name. And Our she said, number. right. And she goes, and she goes, so I went to Cabela's and bought it for you. What a sweetie. <laughs> I was like, you didn't have to do that. And she goes, I wanted you to have it. And I said, well, what are you going to do with the other one? <laughs> like, so. Wear it at Christmas time. We'll yeah. We'll you know wear it once a year. <laughs> <laughs> that will be your dress curve. <laughs> that will be my dress curve. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty It is pretty nice, but it has the type of action that I don't care Just for. Just throw it in your toolbox in the shop. Yeah. Glove <laughs> <laughs> box in the truck. I do, and it's like, each one of my vehicles has a Gerber in it. So I've been doing Gerbers so long that as like as I go, as they bake better Gerbers, like the original Generation <laughs> One Gerber is now in the toolbox of my Buick, and the Generation Two Gerbers in my Tundra. And gooder Gerbers. Gooder Gerbers. Gooder Gerbers. What I, what I love about Gerber is just their warranty. Yeah, they're very awesome. Like I, I even I uh, broke my sheath. Mm -hmm. For, uh, for my belt. And I was like, yeah, I wonder if that's covered under the warranty. So I called them. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, it's covered. Go ahead. Send it in. You know? We'll send it back. And uh, if it makes it to Gerber, it will get returned. Like yeah. Well, they not only sent me one, yeah. they, they sent me two. Yeah. Look, well, here's an extra. What I was thinking was. Gotta love it. Eh? What I was thinking about doing with the, the Gerber Make your checks payable to Cleveland Motors. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking with the Gerber 800 series. I was like, there's got to be a way that I can. Get that returned. I mean, there's just got to be it. So, it is clearly the inferior product. It is the uh, only thing in the price in the product range that's exactly. We know the stitching price. on the sheath could be carefully torn out. Yeah, I'm not worried can about we, that. Can we I get could, rid of the fill? Take this? a grinder and oh yeah. <laughs> hey, if they put it on the blade, it can be taken off the blade. Right. That's a fact. Was it laser etched? I don't know. Do Honestly, Dustin, I didn't. It? If I looked at it too long, I was going to start to cry. So <laughs> it's just well, one of those on, ones where I was like, "Yeah, well." On the other hand, do you, yeah. do you think Earl in the returns department is going to check every blade? And go up, 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 up. When I take oh, this, no, well, no. Then. But the thing is, they'll return. Earl will say, "Fuck you here." When, yeah. the next, when the next person buys it and brings yeah. it back and yeah. says, "Hey, Phil had this," right? Yeah, six months. And later. the packaging wasn't even in, it. so I opened up the box and there was no packaging because she had to take it out of the packaging to have it. Embroidered and engraved and shit. Oh, so they the box had that shit done. Oof. Okay. Oh my, yeah. Oh, they had it done locally. Must oh. have done. 
Uh-huh. You know, you probably put it on eBay, and there will be some goddamn dude named Phil. No, I'm going to put. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll I, buy I, that. Like you know, put something on there as like you know, courtesy of Phil or something. You know, but, <laughs> it, but it, it's just right. giving away with a new bike, right? Oh, yeah. that's right. Special <laughs> gift to you from Phil, right? It's the yeah. Gerber edition, uh, right. California. Oh, it could be the Motor Guzzi Gerber. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, so when uh, I was doing research for tonight's topic, we when we're talking about tonight in the podcast is. Uh, you know what each one of us thought the best bike of 2016 was. Uh, Fresh brought a pile of meat. Yeah, that's some homemade Canadian bacon that I Whoa. last weekend. Man, so it was uh, it was cured. I brined it for five days in apple cider, kosher salt, brown sugar, and some other spices. Wow! So it sat in there. So that cured it, and right. then took it out, let it rest for a day in the refrigerator. And then I smoked it on yeah. Saturday for about three hours. Holy so crap. Internal temperature of about 100. Do you use any inches. pink salt in your brine? Yes, it had curing salt and everything. Okay. So I, sm- has- I smoked it Saturday for three hours and couldn't get off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I made that and I made English bacon. Wow. Which is fantastic. Oh, I'm unfamiliar with that. Holy cow. English bacon is the loin, but you also keep the fatty tail on it. Okay. So it's both kinds of bacon all in one. So you have a little round of loin that's like Canadian yeah. bacon, yeah. but then a streaky bacon end where it's like really? regular bacon, and then when you fry it in a pan, it all oh, it's awesome. So it's two, two, so like if you two bacons in one. So I, I, my goal here is I'm replicating the full English breakfast, so I made my own bangers. All right. all right. So I have the English bacon, the bangers, and then you serve that with a fried tomato, right? Some yeah. baked beans, sautéed mushrooms, yeah. and maybe a little tater on there, and a couple eggs. Yeah, nice. Very cool. I'm nice. Oh, man. Full English. Now I'm hungry. Oh, man. Well, well, you won't be in a minute here. Right. Dive into the meat. Love that. Yeah, so we decided that, uh, oh, first of all, I guess our roll call, we just heard from John Mecklefresh, and to my left is... Dustin. And to his left is... Johnny Chrome. And to his left is... Dustin. No. No, <laughs> Chris Smith. <laughs> your military left. <laughs> and your humble narrator, as usual, Phil Waters. But uh, we were I was looking at the what other magazines. So what magazines had thought of the year's worth of motorcycles. And as I was clicking through all of the different motorcycle magazines my brain could think of the names of, I noticed there was a certain consistency. And that the consistency is either Triumph Parallel Twins are the greatest motorcycle to walk the fucking earth. <laughs> this year. This year. <laughs> right? Um, that fine Thai, Thailand-built twin. Or there's corruption amongst the ranks. <laughs> no, say it's or not Or collusion. So. Well, then what I did was I did a little more research, and once I realized that more than three or four magazines were all saying that kind of the same motorcycle was the best bike of the year... Yeah. Which, just thinking, you know, it's like, how does that particular bike get to be the bike of the year when there's so many different types of bikes all over the market? Yeah. And yet this is a bike that isn't particularly new. I mean... Is this like a sponsored ad on Yahoo where well, somebody bought it? You know what? Back? As it turns out, all these motorcycle magazines that you can name, with the exception of Roadrunner, are owned by the Bonnier Group. <laughs> and the Bonnier Group, for all their magazines, has one marketing department for all the different mm. magazines. So it stands to reason to me a little bit. And they, what, do they, what do they call that? Yellow journalism? Is that yellow, yellow journalism? Yeah, not necessarily. Not necessarily? Yeah. Red, pinko, fucking commies. I don't know. <laughs> Russia did it. Yeah. suckers. But it, it, it does strike me as a little bit of payola. <laughs> it's a, because as I went through there. Oh, that's popular, totally payola. Popular science, popular me- mechanics, uh, magazine, field and stream. Like they all did these little blurbs on the best motorcycles of the year. And all of them 
were like either a Triumph 120 or a Triumph Speed Twin. They weren't. And the interesting thing was they weren't all the exact same Triumph. Right. They were slightly different permutations of each Triumph. And you also left out because I saw it in these two other magazines: yeah. Better Homes and Gardens and Women's Day. Did they do Day. a shootout? Yeah. Women's Day. What best, best motorcycle on Women's Day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why not? <laughs> they had one in Field and Stream for fuck's sake. So why not? Uh, no, I'm teasing you. But so it is. It, after a little bit of research, I did realize that the Bonnier Group is a huge motorcycle marketing concern, and they do have massive, massive impact. So, if in case you weren't sure whether or not you were being led around by your wallet, sure, thank you, buddy. You are. And when you read motorcycle reviews and motorcycle tests by these magazines, they may have something at stake. Really nice. Yeah. Let's try a little bit of this. Uh, hey, by the way, shout out to Johnny Mack. Little ham. Beautiful, beautiful work on this. Oh, um, damn, that is good ham. On, on his meat. Wow. This is like a crystally crunchy uh, oh, it's deliciousness. cheddar. Mm. Yeah, mm. John, Johnny Mack just cut the cheese over He cut there. the cheese, right? Let's sample a little bit of the cheese. Sample some of the meat. That's very good. Wow. wow. That is delicious. That's so... Um, the smoke really made it all the way through. Too. It did. Yeah, it, right. That's um, it's not just British the outside. English cheddar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Canadian bacon still has all of its teeth. Very the, nice. Uh, now, mm. here's my question right. for you. Uh, when we co- talk nice. about each of the people that are here, what <clears throat> is your particular favorite motorcycle of last year? Can be anything. We're not going to narrow it down to. Um, a particular make or style or model because they do the, all the motorcycle magazines will do that. They'll like best street bike, the best cruiser, best you know whatever. I uh, have mine picked out. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but uh-huh. I really like the uh, what is it the MXR the MSR the MXR 09. It's off the it's the newest version of the, M, the FC 09. Oh, the Yamaha, the triple. It's not. Is it the Scrambler one? It's a, sort of the made up. Because the Scrambler one is the SCR, ironically, SCR Scrambler 09. Yeah, and that's the Bolt, the Yamaha Bolt. No, no okay. Uh, oh, this one is off of the. Um, and it's the Yamaha. FC09 is the triple motor. Yeah, but they updid it a little bit, made it a little more stylish and stuff like that. Oh, really? And yeah. you said M- maybe MSR. Get, just give me a second. I got to go ahead. Take your time. Yep. <laughs> Yamaha. Okay, well, I thought I'd start out because I already had one in mind. All right, well, that's that's cool. I didn't. I don't see what it is. Um, I saw one today that I wanted to take, but you know what? Hold on, that wasn't that wasn't last year. That was this year. And it comes in like the classic Yamaha black and and, uh, yellow. Yeah. I am talking about the XSR 900. XSR. Okay, XSR 900. Got it. So this is the Yamaha XSR 900. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of comes in a Kenny Roberts replica paint job. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very uh, standardy looking, but it has it's very tall and has like eight inches of sunlight under the back wheel. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you guys kind of, everybody's seen what these are before. And it has that it's, 900cc triple. It's sort of like an FZ09, but yep. give, it, give it a little more suspension, make it a little more adventurous. And this is the one that we saw at the motorcycle show last year. It's got the GP-style exhaust underneath it, the banana-shaped swing arm, and it has the strange, visible, open-to-the-world CDI box. So the ECU and everything is just hanging off the right frame spar as though the bike came with a winch or a fairing on it and you took it off. So, uh, but yeah, everything about that motorcycle looks like the old yellow and black uh, Kenny Roberts 
RD three fifties and RZ. RD, yeah, RZ three fifties. Is that? Yep. But with the uh, windscreen taken off. And I, that bike, if I recall right, was priced very affordably. Like, mm-hmm. I want to say, don't quote me. With I'm trying mm-hmm. to look it up right now, but it was like eight thousand dollars or something like that. What? It was not incredibly really? expensive. Gosh dang, that's Damn. Damn. Wow, that is cheap. And I Whatever. rode my buddy's FZ09, so I really like You know that, that motor. I, I know that motor. Right. I rode that bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you've had the Yamaha triples before. Yeah. You old, do like them. The yeah. old, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you're one of the guys that My XS750. Like There's also a silver version of that with a brown seat. <clears throat> probably seen that, yep. too. Absolutely. Yeah, they're doing that little bit of a retro tick there. And that's kind of cool. They're, uh, the fact that it's a brand new bike. The fact that it's not—it doesn't look like it's—it's it, it's the 19th iteration of some. Oh yeah, and if, by the way, if you go to Bonnier's motorcycle, you go to any goddamn cycle world. That's what page, pisses me off. I can't even look this up on my phone right now because I keep getting spammed. Because we're it. yeah, and because their website, Cycle World's website, is literally two paragraphs of content. And 97 feet of fucking ads and links and horse shit that, that I don't give a fuck about. Excuse me. And two pop-up videos, because that's important. Right. So basically, welcome to Cycle World Magazine's website. Thank you for giving us your computer. Yeah. Yeah. Inject spam cookie bots here. Yeah, not awesome. Okay, so no, that's a actually... Okay, so it's highly slot between the 8,000... Yeah. So that's... It's going to end up somewhere between the 8,000... The $8,200 FZ09 and the 10000 FJ08. Okay, cool. Or 09. So it's Very somewhere. Cool. It's going to be about nine grand or yeah. whatever. And that's still, I mean, anything under $10,000. I think 10, you can dollars. buy them now. I don't know yeah. if they've actually hit the dealerships, but. I believe they have. I believe they have. Because it's, it's getting press everywhere. Everybody loves it. So I like it's getting press like crazy. Cool. Dustin, you got a favorite? Yeah. What do you like? Ah, man, I was racking my brain. I really <laughs> couldn't think of like. I had an honorable mention. That I just saw today. You guys probably already saw on the Facebooks. Go ahead. What if it's somebody else's? That's mine. I'll wait. <laughs> Hold on, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Everybody get one. So, Dustin, did you come up with one? Yeah, no, one I, that's, I really, that's kind of not fair to use that one, though. I, I really didn't come up with anything I mean, specific. Nothing three. really jumped out at me mm-hmm. this year. I mean, it, the the coolest thing, you know, that I got to experience, you know, which is something completely brand new, was the Zeros. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I mean, I would I would definitely say that if I had to pick a favorite bike of something that was new to me to get on and ride this year, yeah. this past year, I, I would say probably the uh, Zero, the DS. Mm-hmm. Nice. I agree. Wait, is that fantastic the X? bike? Wait, was it the DS or the SR that I rode? Well, the dirt bikey ones are the FX and the FXS. Right. And then I didn't the, ride those. And then the street bike is the S. Or SR, and then the dual sport is the DS or the DSR. Okay, I rode the SR. The A being, the A being for retarded. You would probably, I, I rode you the one that got crashed. crashed. You, would probably, want, you yeah. would probably want the yeah. DS. It has the yeah. best ditch clearance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't crash it. Right. He did not crash it. The, uh, he didn't crash it at all. Yeah, so I mean, that's about... You know, because, I mean, I rode so many older bikes this year and just stuff we had in, at, at the shop. You know, I really didn't get a chance to, you know, go after newer products. I mean, I did finally, as you said it would happen to me someday, I found that I like some cruisers. Yeah. I, you know? <laughs> I hate to admit it, but, yeah. 
Cruz, yeah. yeah. Cruz Curious. I, I, I never thought I would like him. Mm-hmm. I always hated him. I, I, I wouldn't even test ride him. I'd be yeah. like, Phil, come back here and <gasps> test ride no, this. No, he didn't like, he didn't like Cruz yeah. at all. And yeah. now all of a sudden you're bike curious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Phil was yeah. super busy one summer day, you know, 18 billion people in the shop, and I had to test ride this bike, so I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah. And, cool. and man, I had a blast, and ever since then, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll take that one out. Right. <laughs> Gotta break it in. It's being resistant. The, uh... All right, Chrome. The long pause. Man, that yeah. is a long pause. Well, I mean, pause. I don't know that it's it's not even fair to use the new Honda that we just saw today. Yes, well, I mean, you can, why not? I mean, because, well, because you're saying what was your favorite bike of 2016. Oh, okay, all right. I mean. I guess that one's uh, technically not out yet. I would oh. probably, I'm with you on the, the zeros. I mean, it, put it this way. If your question is, hey, you have money to spend. Oh, what yeah. would you buy? Yeah, yeah. What sixteen? What sixteen model year motorcycle? It would be. Would be you get to, you, know, you get one credit. Man, park this bike in my driveway, please. What's it gonna be? Yeah, what's it gonna be? I'll just say that the first it thing would be really close between was... one of those nice electric bikes and the and the Honda that Steve loves so much the the Africa Twin the, the Dakar yeah. copy or whatever <laughs> technically I guess they don't call it the Perry Dakar but I mean it looks like it's ready well I think that go. might have been the Yamaha that he picked out was the Yamaha Perry Dakar what? looking one the rally but then the one that Steve likes is the Africa Twin yeah that's what I'm thinking you like of. the Africa Twin. Yeah. yeah, they had that one dolled up when we were oh, at the yeah. show. They had that, that one dolled up. Totally. With, it does have that Dakar looking. That, that was ready to track, the whole man. world. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a cool bike. That's the yeah. one you're doing. I, I, do, I do love that one. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. That had Absolutely. honorable mention on my list. And the Zeros, too. I mean, the first thing when I saw the topic for the podcast was I thought Zeros, but I figured somebody was going to cover that pretty well. Yeah. And then uh, Zero, it's not really fair to say. I mean, it's not new to 2016. Or are those models well, new to te- 2016? There, there is technology in these. 16 models that were new to the year, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So th- that made them I, exponentially better than the previous models. And I would say, just, just you know, I picked that bike, but uh, I would argue that that really is, should get a lot of props when I, when you see the, and I looked at a lot of some of the top 10 lists, Yeah. and I did not see the zero, and I was a bit disappointed to that because it <coughs> should didn't. be in the top 10 list because it is a very viable commercially yeah. offered. On one of the lists I looked at were the 15 most significant motorcycles of all time. Okay. And the zero was listed. Well, that should definitely be on. Yeah, there. it yeah. should be. But if you're going to have a list listed on there, if yeah. you're going to have a list that has the Kawasaki version I, yeah, I have of the Grom, yeah. the you know the K125 or the KX125 <clears throat> Street, you know Grom. Oh yeah. <laughs> then you should also put a, a, a zero on. I'd put the zero on that list probably before I put that on there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The uh, yeah. so Chris Smith, what do you like? Well, it's 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 a toss up. Second place was the 2016. Uh, That's a toss off. <laughs> Moto Guzzi V7 Bagger. The Bagger. Oh, shit. <laughs> the V7 the, Bagger. The V7 Bagger has, has really gotten me uh, wanting one of those. It's very limited edition. It is. It is. I think they're signed. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... One of one? I'll sign, I think, I I'll think sign it whatever you want. <laughs> Just write Tony Give me on a the Sharpie. <laughs> but the, uh, I think the most interesting bike is the 2016 uh, Big Dog Mastiff. What are you? What? Really? Didn't know Big Dog was still in business. Still in business. I thought they went out with the laundry a few years ago. <laughs> oh, well, I'm teasing. You. I saw one over at Delzani. Oh, did you? Oh, oh gosh. What the fuck is this thing? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, they. Yeah, they didn't. 
They didn't hold. Like, they didn't survive the great Jesse James meltdown. That is a thirty-eight to $52,000 bike that now you can buy for Five about grand. seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, guess, guess how many miles a guy has on this one over there? Probably 12, 4,000. Well, yeah, about, about uh, under 1,000 miles. Under yeah, 1, yeah, yeah. That's... All that fifty thousand dollar ass jewelry, geez, all of it. The Starbucks must have been really close nothing. to his house. Man, it is just oh man. Well, they just didn't carry. I mean, we've talked about it before. The motor is them. worth something. The transmission most, is worth something. Most of them are worth more in parts Absolutely. than they are as a whole. Oh God! When you look at I mean, any of those sucker punch Sally bikes, that oh, we have. We've told people to go fuck off. That's a brand name. Yeah. <coughs> We've oh. told people to go fuck off because... He's a Cochran, too. Jeff yeah. Cochran. Jeff Cochran. Anyway. Yeah. Cochran? Well, yeah. So you told people It's adjustable. To... Easy. Well, because we couldn't I'll get... Your, get... I'll get your bracelet back to you. Yeah. <laughs> because we couldn't get the damn things... We couldn't get the people who own them to understand that a bike with a seven-foot-long front end that had forks, traditional forks conventional forks was going to play hell on the chrome at the friction point where the sliders are where the where the cleaners are where the seals are and we would see these things come in with only three or four thousand miles on them two calendar years old and they would have no chrome plating left on the top of the stanchions so they were literally rubbing the chrome finish off of these uh stanchions because it's a chopper and when you take a traditional conventional style fork and you stretch it out that way and you put the very kind of heavy weight of these bikes because they're really built out of pig iron, nobody's working mm-hmm. to engineer lightness into these bikes. And so you put all that effort in there and you put all that stress and that is the, the hinge point. Everybody thinks the hinge point is at the neck of the motorcycle. It's not. It's actually in the middle of those forks. And the three or four of them that we had come into the shop, we would just point out to the owner and we're like, just to give you an idea of what a bad execution of the concept it is just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it here's a stripe on the top of each one of your fork stanchions where you notice it's not chrome anymore you notice the color is different and it's leaking well that's because you're not really supposed to do that artistically it looks cool but you can't build a motorcycle that survives and lasts that way. Physics doesn't give a fuck. Forks work best like. vertically, not horizontal. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The closer to vertical they are, the better they're going to work and the less pressure is exerted on the stanchions. And that's why USD forks are so cool because they just, they've taken that whole thing and mixed it up. But what I still, my moment that I had to, maybe two or three years ago, we had a customer bring in, and it wasn't a sucker punch, it was somebody else. It was probably a big dog. And they brought the bike in, and they said, "Look, man, give me fifty five hundred for it. Give me sixty five. Give me sixty five hundred for it." And I just looked at him. I was like, "No, <laughs> it's, I don't like, want to." I have this. He goes, mistake. "I have the receipt. I can show you my invoice. I paid twenty six thousand dollars for this thing. Plus, I did this, this, and this after the fact. Give me sixty five hundred for it." And I said, "Fuck no! I don't even want it. I don't want it in front of my shop. I'd rather if you didn't even have it parked out here." It sends the wrong message to the people driving by. This is a douchey motorcycle, and this is a super douchey bike. And he's like, well, and he eventually talked himself down to $5,500 while he was in front of my shop. And I got James to come out and take a look at it. And James and I were both standing there, as you see us do, standing on the curb, arms crossed, looking at it critically, going, well, we can't argue the fact that the son of a bitch did pay $28,000 for it, plus gravy. Now, it's got less than 3,000 miles on it. It's three or four years old tops. 
is it literally, are we going to say no to $5,500? Are we going to just say that's too much money to pay for this fucking bike? And then we had the moment of like, okay, well, can we buy it for $5,500? Yes, we can. Can we sell it for $7,500 so it's worth doing? And that was the answer. We couldn't. We couldn't visualize selling it for $7,500. And it's a good thing we didn't do it. Well, and then you're attached to it, though. Of course. Because then they're like, hey, you sold me this bike. Well, not only are you attached to it, you've adopted it. That's right. You've adopted all the problems. Those problems are yours now when you pass them on to the next potential owner. And you've got to listen to every fucking asshole who thinks that's a cool bike, who's going to see it, come into your shop, and want to talk to you about it. And there's a cost associated with that. There's a cost. There's eight hours in a goddamn day. Twelve if you work like I do in the summer. And when I have a guy come in because he sees something parked in front of my shop that I'm desperately trying to get rid of because I don't personally care for it. The bike I don't like talking about is the bike I don't fucking like. But it's the bike I'm trying to get rid of most aggressively. Speaking of that, I heard we sold the CVO. Awesome. Pretty happy about that. Awesome. Pretty happy. That's that oh, the blue Harley. Really, yeah, the blue Harley. Yeah, yeah James, I know there was James somebody looking at it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the then. road, the road king, screaming eagle, screaming eagle, screaming eagle. It has That's screaming cool. eagles on its screaming eagles. Yeah, with a, and we know you like screaming eagles, so we put a screaming eagle on it. Right. So yeah, but yeah, we sold it. But that's the thing is, when you're selling motorcycles and somebody has a bike like that, you call that big Screech dog with no fucking miles on it. It's worth nothing. Nobody else wants to own it. I think we all look in the rearview mirror at that time of our lives and go. Wow, that was pretty embarrassing. Wow, motorcycles <laughs> took a really weird turn there, didn't it? And it was kind of all Jesse James, man. Like that TV show. Or OCC. O- oh, yeah, right. Orange County Choppers, yeah. American Chopper, West Coast Choppers, and OCC. Yeah, the East Coast and the West Coast contingent, like the Rap Wars. And why the nobody killed wars. the Biggie Smalls of that group, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Jesse James started it. Yeah, I agree he started he it. He definitely started yeah. it. And he had a lot of very yeah. interesting innovation, but they were very much like Chuck Barris cars they weren't necessarily functional they were art pieces and like arlen ness's bikes aren't always functional they can be artistic well occ was was doing the theme bikes which were really only meant to be the bike that sits in the front foyer of some corporation when i saw them do the carolina shutter company or the carolina siding company tribute bike oh my god and then they did a fucking Rogaine bike. They did like did, that's what I said. Is that the one that's like the fuzzy pumper barbershop that you like you sit on it and all the hair starts growing out of the damn thing? <laughs> yeah. I did not like no part of that corporate bike builds. You know, it's well, got a receding hairline on the gas tank. Yeah. We've been approached by XYZ company. Let's build them a concept bike or let's build them an art bike. Come on, man. That's just kooky. You did a browning bike that had the antlers or whatever. Oh, really? It was like you wrote it, and they, they cast these aluminum polished antlers that came Wow. Out. They Looked did a Christmas good. one, and they made the motherfucker look like a, a reindeer. Oh, maybe that's the one I was... <clears throat> well, they did... Its head was on the fender, the and then idea, the handlebars were the... Yeah, the antlers. Horns. It's and, ridiculous that it's... You're saying, like, okay, well, that's great. Senior, yeah, we did it for the kids. It's funny. Yeah, bullshit, you did it whatever. for the fucking paycheck, man. Uh, <clears throat> none of that stuff... It got to the point where... Any self-respecting rider watched that show and went, Jesus Christ, they jumped the shark. But then they had three more, four more seasons after they jumped the shark. They didn't have the courtesy to go away. Still making money. Still no, making yeah, money. Yeah, people, yeah. Were still, right. people were still turning on my, the TV. Yeah, my yeah. Former Even after the bikes themselves probably weren't making money and being no, bought anymore. No. Who cares? 
People it's are still drama. watching the bullshit on yeah. Discovery Channel. It still work. We'll keep building bikes. Oh my god, man! My manager when I worked over to school used to like to call it Orange County Osborns. Yes, exactly. Right, because it was yeah, the same fucking right. program. They yeah. just injected motorcycles. Yeah. Well, we always said that about Sons of Anarchy. It's the world's greatest soap opera yeah. with motorcycles and guns. Well, well, we live in a world where people will watch a reality show about a family that makes fucking duck calls. <laughs> I don't watch that show. I don't, I don't live in that world. You know, that's yeah, the me neither. Thing. I don't live in the world either. And, yeah. and I don't. Hill billion and a half, and I don't watch that show. Right. <laughs> right. You're the one person in this room that actually has a justifiable reason to watch that show. Your relatives could be on I it. Touched a duck call. <laughs> I've handled the duck call. The. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think that's. I I'm glad that went away. I'm glad all of that went away. I have some smoked duck at home too. I should have brought that. Well then, you know there are animals. You know, just because I like meat doesn't mean I like all meat. Yeah. And there are animals that you don't need to eat. I had a guy the other day try to talk to me for about an hour and a half about how you can you can cook muskrat right. Well, I'm sure you can. But... <laughs> I just went. <laughs> When when do you need to do that? Don't need to know. <laughs> yeah. Don't need to know. Do you know how far I got to be on the I'm fucked continuum I'm more like to be you. considering eating a muskrat? I'll All right, on, I'll go on. That the means the next one down the list. Muskrat. That means there's no people left on the planet. I was gonna say well, I'll go on record. Moose. I will go on record as telling you I will more like the muskrat person than I will eat a muskrat. Oh, I'm a, I'm fairly concerned. <laughs> I'm a little bit absurd. I'm I'm a little bit upset. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit concerned that. I'm pretty sure that a vegan would be delicious. Because <laughs> well, they're grass-fed. A cow, a cow is delicious. Think about it. They eat all take, grass. No, pig. A human being, I mean, they, the cannibalism is called the long pig. I mean, that's that Filipino term for eating a human being is the long pig. Um, the closest on the meat lover's spectrum to us is Arnold Ziffel, right? Um that's the closest to us. <laughs> Come here, honey. There are, there are actually chubby long vegan pig. chicks. Like, you'll find a chick who's a total vegan vegetarian, but she's still chubby. I'm like, I don't know how she does it. And if you squint, she kind of looks like a pig. That's Because they're that's pink. Be. They're pink colored. Oh, right. saddle yeah. down. Stay out of the sun. Mm, no sun. Stay out of the sun. Pink it's because she's not eating any uh, for me there. proteins. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you put lipstick on them. Yeah. And that's it. But I just, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> like putting lipstick on a beat. <laughs> I'm almost positive, and this is dark and deep. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say, if somebody we disavow any knowledge of this show, right? If somebody prepared you that and brought that in and said, "How is that?" You'd say it's fucking delicious. That's great. Now let's have the argument to prove that's, that's not human. That's how. <laughs> that's my vegan neighbor. Have the argument to prove that's not human, because I got a feeling human would taste a lot like that, a lot like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we well, lost all you'll never know. We had a long conversation, but, but you know what? I'll know about that before I know about muskrat. <laughs> <laughs> all righty then. I'll be able to check that box before I check the other one. I, I, we, uh, you don't even want to bring me into this guy. Yeah, you know it's got to be easier to catch a vegan than a muskrat. <laughs> <laughs> just lay some tofu cubes out there or whatever. Some kale. <laughs> just kale chips. Just stand outside just, the fucking world market. Just stand outside the world go market when the they come out. The look in their fucking grocery go bag and beats. stun them. <laughs> go down to the mall and hit them with a stunner. Political shit that they don't like. They'll all gather around. Just stun them. They just come to you. That's exactly it. See, and that's when the apocalypse. When the apocalypse happens, the vegans will become our cattle. 
We used to talk you're, about you're it. Being <laughs> at scooter rallies. We talk about all the time about free range skinheads because like, you, <laughs> we'd wake up in the morning and sometimes you you wake up and people have been drinking all night long. And so the, the sun is coming up, and it's that failing light situation. And you're not sure you're really seeing what you're seeing, but people have been drinking all night. So you look out in this giant open field, and you just see these guys roaming around. And they're shit-hammered, right? But they're still upright. And they look like zombies. And they're like, Ugh. And I was like, they're free-range skinheads. And they're, they're beer-fed, right? <laughs> and uh, they're beer-fed. And you just hear them out in the morning hours, and they're going, Oi. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Oi. And that was like, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> the free range skinhead farm. I mean, all you got to do is fire up a screwdriver record and you got them all. It, 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 yeah, yeah. And as they, go, as, they, well, as they go running through the feed gates, you just grab them by the braces. <laughs> they just spring back to you. <laughs> but they, uh, but I back to the motorcycle thing. Uh, <laughs> as we go, <laughs> grab and fill by the braces. I'd like to see it spin this one around. So, what's your favorite bike this year? Do you have a sixteen that you like? Actually, I like that uh, bigger yeah. Moto Guzzi, the uh, the big monster bike, the uh, bat bike, flying yeah. fortress, the flying, flying fortress, MGX yeah, twenty. That did just get a very nice review on motorcycle.com. Yeah. They did a shootout between that and uh, motorcycle.com, who's not owned by the Bonnier Group. Go figure. The shootout between that and the Triumph. Uh... Yeah, the Rocket Three. I was going to say, yeah, because clearly, yeah, if it was a oh, Bonnier type, if it was a Bonnier shootout, it would be that versus the Triumph Commander sixteen hundred or whatever it would be. But the uh... well, the uh, Bobber did actually get props in the top ten on Cycle Road. Yes, it did. For, so that was yeah. I, I yeah. the Bobber's cool, but I like the other one even better. Is the Bobber even out yet? Which one? This Triumph. One? No, the V9. Oh, V9. Oh, oh. I, I thought you were... Bobber, and then there's the... Romer. 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 The Triumph's, Triumph's got that new Bobber. Yeah, with the little solo saddle on the back. Yeah, that's coming out this year, though. Yeah. Looks yeah. like a 1984 Harley <coughs> Davidson Softail. <laughs> we, we know some other companies who get those bikes. Yeah. <coughs> the, uh, but the MGX21 was just in a shootout with a Street Glide, a uh, Dark Horse Indian, and whatever the uh, victory thing is. Uh, but they did a really fun shootout, and it was neat. It was a good one. It's on Motorcycle.com, I think. And it's a video, and it was fun because they were all kind of sitting around there saying, okay, well, from performance standpoint, the Moto Guzzi just wins everything. And it should because it is built for that. It's built to corner. It's built to handle. It's built to brake and stop and go fast. It is built with a complete disregard for the world of American V-Twins, whereas the other three are all slightly different permutations of the American V-Twin. And they uh, they were kind of judging it. The, the Harley had the new Milwaukee 8 motor, in which they were all expecting really great things out of. And the Moto Guzzi only has 1,400 cc's. I said only has 1,400 cc's. These other motors are all over 1,600 and higher. And they all kind of agreed that nothing could keep up with the Guzzi. The Guzzi just had the run he ran away from all of them. But they said that they would they would admit that the Harley Davidson did have the most comfortable seat. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's it, I you know? noticed that the fourteen. I mean, even two up. Yeah. With fat kid on the back. I mean, fat guy. Fat, yeah. Very heavy load. Yeah. Yeah. On triple nickel hills. No, that motorcycle is a that fast fucking will, motorcycle. That thing will haul ass. That is a fast motorcycle. I mean, except the cruise. Even on the highway, yeah. the bigger pulls on the highway. Yeah. It's, just it's a fast motorcycle. truck's right on up. And man. that's like, 
It's not a 200-mile-an-hour fast motorcycle. It's one of those ones you're like... It, it's a fast all day long. You could... Yeah. You could make some. You could make some. Oh yeah, fucking time on that thing. I mean, a lot of guys do. A lot of the guys that we talk to in the Moto Guzzi Club and stuff, they ride them long fucking distances, and they do ride them long distances at high rates of speed. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple of guys that are on their seventh and eighth rear tire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These guys ride long range, and uh, so that's kind of pretty interesting thing. The uh, yeah, so the MGX twenty one is pretty interesting. There's it's. There's a lot going on with that bike. There's a lot just like... The first thing is prototype. Yes. You're not supposed to build the prototype. You're supposed to have the prototype, make everybody go, wow, holy shit, that's exotic, crazy, and insane. And then you bring out the watered-down version of it for the people to buy. And that MGX-21, no. They pretty much went straight from the prototype to the production line. I'm almost thinking that they were already on the production line. They just grabbed one off the line for the show. They're like, yeah, paint the tip of the fender red. We'll call that the prototype. But the the production bike is the, is the prototype. It's a weird bike. It's exotic. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is it's uh, I, I the riding position to me is not comfortable. And I'm, I realize that Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe it's supposed to be that bar fighter riding position. Maybe it's supposed to be that, like, I'm an angry I, man. I would definitely like it better with floorboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the nice thing is we know what the part numbers are. Yeah, and that's, yeah, they're <laughs> totally modular. It's fucking I mean, Lego, man. It's totally modular. <laughs> what we've learned. I worry that, that people yeah. aren't courageous enough to ride that bike, that it's so yeah. amazing yeah. and yeah. different yeah. that a lot of it. I, I, oh, it scares off a lot of people. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean mm-hmm. this in the nicest possible yeah. way. That could be like the rune of, oh, yeah, it could be of Moto Guzzi. It's right. an awesome mm-hmm. bike, right? It's, it's and cool. I will say that I People do will think, come all day long and be like, yeah. that looks cool. The rune argument is a fantastic argument from a aesthetic challenging standpoint. It's right. aesthetically challenging. It's, the, uh, it's, but the difference is the rune didn't have any performance, right? The rune couldn't handle, and this thing handles great. So when it is compared. To the guys that are leaving Harley Davidson, or maybe that they were riding metric for a while and they were thinking about going to Harley, but then this is starting to attract them because uh, that's been our trade-ins. We've got big metrics and big Harleys coming in a trade-in for these fourteen hundred Guzzis. That's that's who's trading in. We're not getting anybody trading in BMWs. Nobody's <laughs> trading in BMW touring bikes <clears throat> to buy these bikes. Nobody's trading in but sport bikes. But would you bikes. expect the BMW owner to? Because people that's a whole will look at that and say, "Wow, that's like a bad BMW." Oh, no. But they're not but, bold mm. enough to ride the bat bike, right? <laughs> yeah, totally they're not bat bold bike. enough to ride the bat bike, and you're exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right, and you're right. That is the I don't expect a BMW to come in on trade because it's such a different animal, and the BMW buyer is. I'm not saying pinky in the air, but what I'm saying is, the BM, BMW riders are generally BMW through and through. Yeah, they tend to be. That's where they stay. They tend to be. And it's like warts and all. They just buy a BMW and they stick with the BMW. And if it has problems, then they two years later, they buy another BMW. And we go, huh? And they go, it's BMW. No other saddle fits that stick Stick up the tiny riding (laughs) position. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, Bimmer, bimmer, bimmer. Yeah, it's true. Stick up the Heinrich. uh, (laughs) I don't... uh, when I was looking at this year's bikes, I was having trouble, and I do, and I'll admit it, the bike that I've enjoyed riding this year, my number one favorite bike to ride this year, the bike that I've been choosing to ride more frequently is the Zero. And and I'm saying that begrudgingly. 
I'm not because I know people are going to go, dude. He sells them. Of course, he's going to fucking recommend the zero. No, no. I sell them because I liked them first. I started by liking them, then I started selling them. You know, it took them what two or three years to to, to court you at least. Yeah, at least. Phil doesn't swing at the first pitch. No, no, no it takes people a long time to get their bikes in right the No, it does, yeah, yeah, so it takes a very, very long time. And I do enjoy riding that bike. It puts the biggest smile on my face. Now, for internal combustion, like gasoline, that V9 has been making me happy. You gasolino. <laughs> I know, man. I like that gasoline. And the V9 and this thing here that we just that we put together with the loud pipes on it and the oh, yeah. Sons of Anarchy fairing on it. Uh, the V9 bobber, it has that bar fighter riding position, and it makes me feel like I'm constantly attacking every corner. It really does. Yeah, you're just going for the fat, the fat, crusty deliciousness on the end. The most smoke is yeah, it's most flavor right there. You got damn near three corners of smoke going on. The uh, I have that much more of that. The bike that I've never had that much. <laughs> the bike that I did like, and despite everything else, the bike that I did like, and probably would hate it if I rode it. Oh, that Triumph is this. Yeah, this Triumph here. This uh, two thousand and uh, the Yamaha SCR nine fifty. Well, so this is the Scrambler about. that is based on the Bolt motor. Mm-hmm. So it's the Yamaha Bolt motor, so the, but very much it's like the Yamaha copy of the Ducati Scrambler. No, well because <laughs> okay. But I was going to say it's the Yamaha copy of that fucking 1100 Honda Shadow that they yes. couldn't sell. Yes, yes, so yes. So they did the red, white, and blue fan, the fancy Shadow. Spirit or yeah. uh, whatever version of the I remember it. Yes. yes. It was red, white, and blue. Your choice of Corbin I was very happy. Scrambler style or Corbin Flat Tracker style yep, yep, or Corbin whatever style. Those. And that's what this thing is because it's got a little you know, oval number plate on the side. It's got the high kicked up little uh, rear fender. And considering how much I didn't like the Bolt, I really give them credit for this motorcycle because I actually do like it. And and unlike the uh, Ducati and all the other motorcycles that have four inches of something underneath the gas tank they can't figure out what to do with, they did actually on this motorcycle make the gas tank look right. The gas tank looks proportional, um, and the air filter is not terrible looking. It doesn't. It's not trying to be a sportster, despite the fact. I mean, everybody has that thing. It's when actually a, very from this angle. Yeah. Yeah. This distance. Yeah. It's actually very. It looks a little XR-ish. Of oh, DT. DT. Absolutely. Yep. I agree. Old fucking DT. Yep, I agree. I think I really like that. The paint job and everything is very much <coughs> retro, and I liked it. Thought it was really kind of a cool bike. Um, it does appear, interestingly enough, on the uh, ten best affordable motorcycles. They said best bang for your buck <laughs> because that's eighty-seven hundred bucks for a nine fifty. So eighty-seven hundred dollars for a nine fifty. That's actually pretty decent. Uh, well, according to Popular Mechanics, and th- that's is that what, what you're is. on. Yeah, that's All what right. I'm on. And the Suzuki Van Van. The Van Van's the on there. The Van yeah. Van. Of course, a Triumph. Yeah. But scroll on down. I don't care. I'm going to be like because we have the green Van Van in the shop right now, the nineteen seventy-two or three or whatever scroll it is. On down. Oh yeah, I did. And I looked. See what Moto made it, man. Yeah, Moto Go V seven. Stone too. And they have the wrong price on there too. I noticed nine thousand dollars starting. Yeah. Yeah, you talk to your Moto Guzzi dealer. You can get one of those for about seventy nine hundred bucks. The uh, ding. Yep. Ding. The uh, that is, and by the way, the Moto Guzzi V seven Stone two. When you consider that you're getting Brembo brakes, Italian rims, uh, Pirelli tires, everything that you're getting on that bike, and you're getting it for under nine grand, that is a damn good deal. The only problem is 
A Moto Guzzi V9 is all the same, but 200 cc's more for almost the exact same price. So the V9 starting to make the V7 look like not a great deal. Yeah, that's why I haven't ridden one yet. <sighs> They're fucking. I don't want to ride one. Oh man. Oh, it's like how the V7s. My look, seven's though. not even paid for yet. I know. Well, I do like the way the V7s look. And when the V9s first came out, I wasn't sure if I liked the way they look. But now I love the way they look. I do. I, I like the gas tank. The gas tank originally bothered me because it was a ripoff of the. It was a ripoff of the what Triumph X seventy five. No, not tri- uh, what? Triumph X seventy five. Look okay. one up. Yeah, Triumph Triple X seventy five. Hurricane. Hurricane. Exactly. It's a dead ripoff of the Hurricane gas tank. And then I started realizing why they made it the shape because the frame is perfectly flat across the top. And now I now I really like it. I enjoy it, and it rides so nice. It's so effortless to ride. That's cool. I mean, I I dig that. They're uh, the Van Van man, the Suzuki Van Van. The Tell fact- me about the Van Van because okay, know so here about it is. Well, I got a picture of it right here for you. So you know that green bike that we, that I brought back from Mid Ohio this year? I do not. It's like a little green two stroke, and uh, that's a Suzuki RV, and uh, they made them what seventy ish, yeah. Seventy one ish through about seventy seven ish. Yep, and it was. Suzuki's answer to the Honda CT110 and all that stuff. So that's what it is. It's got the chubby tires. uh, And the one that we have, the the RV125 that we have in the back, it's got the fucking Lunar Rover tires on it. I mean, it's truly... (laughs) Balloon tires on both sides. Yeah, yeah. balloon tire front, balloon tire back. It's not quite as bad as the... How many pounds uh, of pressure per tire? 14, I think we said. 14, 14, yeah. uh, It's not quite as bad as the Fat Cat or the... um, Big Dog. (laughs) <laughs> the BW, the big, big wheel, dog. the big, the big wheel, yeah. Yes, but those but are it is made very for much... strictly off road. Correct. That's made for on road. Exactly. Uh, on road. Dual. And this is dual. That's dual. Yeah. This is more for people that don't know the, the I modern think this is van the same. van. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Suzuki TW two hundred. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Trailway. Suzuki Trailway two hundred. Yep. So Yamaha and Suzuki are both making a similar bike. And I happen to know. I got to give it to the. I got to give it to the Suzuki in the looks department though. Because I love that seat that reminds us of the one that's parked in the back so you can sit all the way on the gas cap. Because the, the padding goes all the way to the gas cap. <laughs> so if you pick up two good-looking girls at the swap meet, front, you can take back. them both home. Yeah. 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 That thing's pretty fantastic. The, the, uh, the rear. I do like that layout. And it appears to be liquid-cooled. I hey, appears sweetie, to be a little radiator. you like to do there, head stands? Yeah. I yeah. like the paint scheme too, the retro looking. I do too. I like everything retro. about the Van Van. And that engine is very good engine too. The Suzuki. When I saw that's the that same bike, as a DR two hundred, DRZ, whatever. We're trying to turn it into something like that. Yeah, and make the perfect camp bike to go mm. on the back of my RV. That's a good. That's a really good idea. Yeah, that's the Van Van is very appealing to me. Now, what I do know about these tires is uh, <laughs> this tire is shit in the mud. This tire is useless in anything that you would need a knobby for. Um, it's not a good street tire because it has too much surface area for the amount of weight it has. So they're they're not good for riding aggressively on the dry, and they're definitely not good for wet grass. Anything with diagonal treads yeah. like this, the yeah. cut, the cre- all it does is make you want to go around in circles. That's right. You want block yeah. linear like block treads. Keep it from going side That's to exactly side. Exactly right. Anything yep. like that. As soon as you get over on a yeah. like uh, on the edge of the tire, it just curls out. It just wants to curl out. If it's a if it's a straight if it's a block, yeah. it holds much better. Yeah. As much as this looks cool, but as it curves out, can you take out a few of those skinheads? You, should. <laughs> <laughs> you can take out all the skinheads. <laughs> <laughs> just going low. Just, yeah, going low. Go for the ankles. 
The uh, but yeah, that thing is pretty. That van van. Makes you know you're really going happy. in low. <laughs> <laughs> He's got scabs on his knees. You got scabs on your elbows. Love it. Uh, then Harley Davidson got <laughs> mentioned. On the by the chick. way, the the 2017 Road Glide. And can somebody tell me how this happened on the most affordable motorcycles list from uh, Popular Mechanics? How did they choose the Harley Davidson Road Glide as being particularly affordable? Because this unit is, and I'll get him this, it is under twenty thousand dollars. So they must have done some serious cost. They must have done some serious cost cutting to get um, this. Um, it's nineteen thousand dollars. If you want paint, it'll be twenty one thousand dollars. <laughs> because there's no color of paint available from Harley Davidson that isn't at least two grand. Natural finish. What's natural? That's finish? A, natural finish yes. means. <laughs> Oh, I've heard about this new hipster trend, natural finish. <laughs> yeah, natural finish. That's right. It comes safety coated. Yes. Right? Pre, pre-primer, pre pre-paint. Um, but yeah, that is the, the new Milwaukee 8 motor for $19,000. Um, yeah, so that's that. i got to tell you, riding the Road Glide Ultra for a month, I didn't hate it. I wanted to hate it. I could have very easily hated it. I didn't hate it. It was fine. It was fine. I mean, it was it was big, and it was. It takes a lot of getting used to. There's a lot of there's a lot of go, there's a lot of shit going on. It ain't fast. It ain't it ain't nimble. <clears throat> but you got a lot of thumbs up on the highway. Well, the problem is you get the Harley now. The who? Oh, the Harley guys. <laughs> no, I think there's a there's a lot of competition among the ranks of Harley owners. And geez, big surprise! Uh, there are they're very like they're very competitive, and the Road Glide Ultra is kind of their cream. I mean, yeah. it's their it's the top of their line, man. And so a lot of guys that are riding Harley Davidsons when they see the Road Glide Ultra, and it is very distinctive with the two headlights coming at you down the road. I think a lot of them kind of give you that like, "Fuck you, man." Wow. Harley's not about money, asshole. <laughs> If it, if it wasn't, I don't know, right? When, right. When it's I like Cameron who drives his BMW, ironically. But my buddy who's kind of a biker and everything, he's like, they want the big bikes. They want the yeah. big motor, the big yeah. frame. That's If you're going to get your bike stolen by yeah. the, the Hells Angels, it's not going to be your sports. No, it's going to be the big. Yeah. It's going to be your It's going to be that. They want the big bikes. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of profit in those bikes. Every component on there is big money. Yeah. Especially the parts get broken when you lay them over. <laughs> I'm sure those saddlebags are a small fortune. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind those saddlebags are a small yeah. fortune, especially in that color scheme. Because you know, if that motorcycle sitting over there got in a crash and we had to replace those saddlebags, that color is so fucking expensive. And it's got a stripe on it. You know, it's got pinstriping and a paint stripe on it. Fuck. I got a feeling you'd be, for one saddlebag, I have a feeling you'd be out of like 1600 bucks. For one bag, Oof. yeah, that's a that's a very expensive bike to tip over. Yeah, not cool. The uh, looking into the crystal ball for next year and at the motorcycle show coming up, I really don't know what I'm excited about. I don't know what I'm fired up about. I I, I haven't <clears throat> read enough. I haven't looked enough to see. I don't even know what to expect when I go to the show. What the new <clears throat> what they're going to bring out that's going to blow my doors off. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. <clears throat> and with the market being the way the market's been, very, very stagnant. That's why it is exciting to see some of the Yamaha products that are different and new and cool. 
um, in a market that's such a down market right now. So seeing any company coming out with cool bikes is that's good. I like that. Now, of course, old Yamaha is saying, "God damn it, we should have gotten this out two years ago." Yeah, exactly. Down market, yeah. so the, it's the market. The unit sales right now in motorcycles are very, very bad. Um, new unit sales are terrible right now, and because the market got so heavily heavily flooded um, from two thousand and one on, the there's no shortage from two thousand and one. Until 2008, it was the the strongest seller's market you've ever seen. And then at 2009, it literally went 180. And all the guys that were just like, man, we're selling 700 bikes a year, they started selling 100 bikes a year. And then it gave the consumer so much power. And it's setting it's settling in now that where people are starting to understand that their 02 or 03 or 06 motorcycle they own has no fucking resale value. Like, it is worth nothing. It's worth nothing because there's a hundred of them on Craigslist to compete against. Yep. And even people who said, I, I will be the first one, I'll look at a Kelly Blue Book or I'll look at a NADA price and I'll look at it and go, wow, that's painful. Like, holy shit, that bike is worth nothing. The recession-proof Harley-Davidsons are worth nothing. They're worth half of what they should be. And the ones that are, like, further off the mark... Uh, are worth less and you know now is not the time to own a 1100 cc's or bigger 10 year old japanese cruiser if you are sitting at home and at home in your driveway you have a 10 year old metric cruiser or more it is worth fucking little it's terrifying the guy at work was moving on to south carolina and was selling his 1100 shadow yeah like well under 10,000 miles on it yeah $3,500. $3,500. Blue Book's $2,100. And he, and he farkled it all the way yeah. up, and, had, and it was beautiful. Right. Yeah. I could not believe how bad the Blue Book is on these metric cruisers. And one, they did flood the market. There were way <clears> too many of them. Uh, that's because people bought them. Nobody was holding a gun to their head. They went out. They looked at the Harley. It was $26,000. They bought a $9,000 Yamaha. You know? They bought a Roadliner. They bought a Valkyrie. V-Star. They I bought a Valkyrie. A lot of those people probably weren't even too disappointed with it. They could still be, they're still a beautiful, viable, rideable bike. I mean, well, they all come in here with twenty or thirty or 40,000 miles on them, so they're being ridden. That's good. So they, we know they're being ridden. The problem is when you tell somebody that their 1,100cc motorcycle is worth two grand, they get hostile. They get angry real quick. <laughs> And I'm like, well, don't take well, my word for it. That's you got your Gerber toy. Yeah. Well, I'm like, don't take my word for it. Just look it up on eBay. Go to completed auctions. And then you realize how quickly they're like, oh, shit. There's 18 bikes on there that have less miles than mine. <clears throat> Brand new tires are selling for 1,000 less than I want. So, like a Harley that's still worth, you know. So did you, you mentioned the Honda self-balancing motorcycle? Yeah. I didn't look into that I, enough, I kind of did and kind of didn't. I mean, that's why I was going to use who, as my... Who watched the video? I did. I did. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah. I didn't watch the video until just tonight, and I'm still, my head's having problems dealing with it. <laughs> okay, so the video is basically, there's a person sitting on the motorcycle, stands up, and then you realize, yeah. oh, there's no center stand, there's no thing. Yeah. And so this is Honda's self-balancing yeah. motorcycle, and it looks like the kid is on a bike that kind of looks like they're... It's an C- NX 700. Like CB 500 or like yeah. they're that kind of thing. Yeah, they said it was but the then NXT it has platform. A, it has a, a headstock that moves like this, and the front end moves. So like it's actually sitting there kind of going I was this. curious. I had a quick question. Does anybody know why it goes from a 14-degree rake 
to a 27-degree rake? No idea. I, it has to do something with the balancing. It has to be... Maybe. Because why would you make a motorcycle do that? There's no reason to make the front wheel do what my rev-up Evil Knievel action cycle used to do <laughs> in the 60s yeah. when it would hit the wall, right? right? To have a variable geometry front end that has to be critical to the stability system. I, I think it is for the stabilization. It has to, because yeah. for some reason, lowering the center of gravity of the bike three inches, four inches tops, yeah. it just does that weird thing. I, we, I saw the video, and it's like the front wheel moves away from the motorcycle, and the bike gets four inches longer, and it has that broken... You know, chopper look to it. The uh, but the most impressive thing was the follow me mode, where I'm still having uh, the chick it. is like walking, and the bike is just rolling behind her, and she walks outside, and the bike kind of like wiggles through the doorway, and you walk outside, and the bike is just yeah. But she was walking like somebody who huffed a bunch of fucking starting fluid. Like seriously, that woman was walking at the speed of a morning early morning stumble, but like. The walk of shame. Still, the fact that it's doing it is I'm amazing. I'm sure you're not going to go kick that bike and not have it fall down. I'm sure. Oh no, I'm sure you could knock it right over. Up on its I own. disagree. It's not oh, like. No. Have you ever tried to knock over a Segway? It's not going to. Okay, well, you can't this, do it. Uh, what I, the little I read on it, yeah. this does not have. Gyroscopes. It's not, it's not doing it with gyroscopes. So it must just be doing it all with fine balancing and just. No, it, it has a giant magnet in the middle of it that repels the power of the Earth gravitational pull. It, it oscillates the front tire uh, back and forth. Like I think so it, it like compensates a, for the fall. Yeah. It's like a thousand times a second. Right. It happens so fast like you can barely see it. It's sitting there quivering. It. Yeah, it's, it's just quivering. going... Look <laughs> at my cat when you're about to feed it. Right. If it had a tail, it'd be shaking. Yeah. It's, its butt would be twitching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, prepare to engage butt wiggle. <laughs> but the, so uh, it won't be like the DARPA projects where they have the... But the, the running mechanical Jesus Christ. you can kick and stuff. I, don't I love that. I loved watching all that stuff. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Like, to watch, if you, if you said... It's terrifying, too. If you said, <laughs> what would you like to do for the next hour, and one of the options is kick a robot, the I'm there. Robot. I'm there, man. I will kick a robot all day long. I'll just be, like, kicking a robot. Put a set of fake arms with beers in right. its hands. exactly. Make it, make Try to make it spill the beers. Spill the beers. Right. <laughs> have you seen the bipedal one they have now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're... Yeah, they just They're go amazing. up and like push them. They just kind of react. Oh, give me a regular beer. Oh, what are you doing, man? Champagne, but, no, good. champagne but, beer. Okay, so here's this. No, I'm good. <clears throat> the uh, okay, so here's the prototype. Here's the thing. The thing that's at uh, the SEMA show right now in Vegas. Is it SEMA? No, CES. CES. CES right? Okay, dork, Consumer dork, Electronics dork show. show. Right. So, uh, so that's the Dork Show. Yeah. <laughs> The dirt. So the you came up with this beautiful technology, but what's the real value in it? Well, here's the real value. is going to be at mid-Ohio in 15 years um, when we have these, and we load it down with all of our shit and our walker and our beer cooler and our camp chairs. And have it follow us. And we, we literally, I it's get like out of a the, mule. I get out of the truck, and I'm like, and it, and it backs itself off the trailer, and then it follows me around the campsite. Until I'm like, okay, we're setting up camp here. I put the side stand down. Lower yourself. Lower yourself so I can get on you. Exactly. Bow down. Bow down. Bow down. Yes. (laughs) That's why it kneels because it's Japanese. The bitch kneels because it's Japanese. It bows to you. Kush. Kush. Oh my God. That's what it does. Now I know why it kneels. Because it's Japanese. Everything has to kneel. Now take me over there. Wow, I'll tell you what. Everybody thinks self-driving cars is the next thing. Wait till there's self-driving bikes. Well, this is... This is where it's going. The, the thing this clearly... Is not possible. Okay. 
the the point is that it ba- it drives like a regular motorcycle down to three miles an hour, and then at that point it becomes self balancing. Now we had the MP3 motorcycles, the scooters that drove like a regular <clears> motorcycle. <throat> Until three miles an hour, at which point you can engage a truly dumb mechanical lock mm-hmm. that just simply locked the wheels in whatever position they were in, leading to many hilarious crashes. <laughs> I mean, fucking hilarious crashes. Because it's one thing to fall off a normal motorcycle. It's another thing to fall off a motorcycle that has its front two wheels 18 inches apart locked. Because that makes for a fantastically hilarious crash. Um, you'd be amazed at how far those bikes can go with one wheel in the air. It's the longest, slowest, dumbest crash ever. And I've seen it happen a bunch of times. And you're like, yep, and crash. <laughs> yep. Or the guy who's trying to push it like out the front doors and down like the sidewalk. Uh, and, it goes uh, off the curb. and it goes off the curb oh. with the front wheels locked. Yeah. That bitch is going down. What? And that's heavy, top heavy. Yeah, there's no fight. Yeah. When you go off the curb and it's got the front wheels locked, I, you deserve that. Because motorcycles aren't supposed to do that. <laughs> Yeah, you violated the first law of motorcycles. They're supposed to lean. Right. They're supposed to have two wheels. Spo- <laughs> You're right. Thank you. <laughs> Fundamental rule of motorcycles. Start with two. Yeah. But I, I do like the idea, like the whole idea of the self-balancing motorcycle. Um, James was arguing. James was like, well, why is that good? Why is that going to help? But 90% of the crashes that come into my shop are stupid little parking lot bullshit at one mile an hour, two miles an hour. It's people just like having a motorcycle and putting their foot down in something slippery, okay, or so the, bike, the weight goes a little too far. So okay, the bike that they had it on wasn't a yeah. particularly large bike. Yeah. But imagine apply that to a Goldwing. Oh, of course, where Absolutely. you come up and get backing out of the garage. Yeah. You know, you can just be like, "Come on, Goldwing, come on outside, right. bring your fat ass out." Exactly. All right. Fuck yeah! <laughs> the hell with reverse gear; it backs itself out of the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, you look at the Victory Vision, which is engineered to be. Low-sided. You know, it's engineered to be dumped, tipped. This is the opposite of that. Like, you can't. What if you're a short fella and you need to be able to have the bike lean over a bit so you can get on and off of it? And now it's just sitting upright. Maybe that's why it... it oh, so you can get off. The Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's down. a Citroën. That's it is bowing down. It's, it's, a like, it's, like, the ca- it's, it's like the camels in the desert. It's a DS. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're... Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just because it was subservient. <laughs> I figured it was either Japanese or French. One of the two. <laughs> no, I was making a reference to the Citroën DS. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But, or just mm. the cheese-eating surrender monkeys. But they... Uh, <laughs> oh my God, it's good. <laughs> what but, were we talking about? I have no idea. It's good food. The uh, <laughs> DARPA. DARPA, 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 DARPA. DARPA. But, mm-hmm. yeah, when I look at that, I'm just th- sitting there going, well, that's... That's no. That's nothing short of insane. I'm in Homer Simpson mode. Uh. <laughs> the, uh, but for the motorcycle show this year, yeah, I don't Damn, know what the hell I'm looking forward to. I don't know what I'm fired up about. I don't know what I'm excited about. Well, hopefully there's some interesting things out there to look at. Well, yeah. Seeing Jackie Van Ham again. I want to check out the uh, 2017 series of Dreamcatchers. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your progress on actually having a presence there? Or? We are going to have. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about our. We have some more names in the name game. Because I don't know how many more podcasts you have until. No, then, I so pretty much. I think words might be it. So, uh, but here's what I'm going to. We'll play the name game real quick. Who wants to, who wants to play the name game? Sure. Here, play the name game. Uh, here's the name game. Uh, the names of the Chris, Chris, Bobis, Banana, Nana, Bobis. I knew that was going to happen. Bobis did. Fucking terrible. I 
Christmas did. Terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. You're in the Maybe gutter here all night, fucking, huh? Maybe I should put my uh, glasses on so I can read this. Okay, so Painter, uh, Painter, Painter is completely convinced that we're giving away a car because uh, he's <laughs> he he has Christopher Painter from Pickerington has done a great job of giving us uh, motorcycle club names ad nauseum. Uh, we are going to have them all. Uh, because Johnny Chrome asked, Cleveland's Ural Motorcycle Society Order of Crankcase Knox. And that would be the cum sock. Uh, <laughs> nice. So he did get there. He said, or if that's too obscure, you can go with the Cleveland University Medical School Office of Central Kinesiology. That's a non-motorcycle reference, so it's dead to me. Uh, <laughs> what, does that come soft, too? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's also Cleveland Urban Motorcyclist Society Helping Occupational Therapists. That's come shot. <laughs> nice. Yep. Uh, that's from Burke Green. I'm going to read this because we don't often read emails, but this one's staring me in the face. You guys are easily the most entertaining podcast around. Anytime it's self-aggrandizing, I'll read it. <laughs> yeah, well, well he's, so, he's easily amused. Honestly, <laughs> he came up with cum shot. I'm going to read his email. Uh, you guys are easily the most entertaining podcast around, and I'm so glad you got a kick out of my offensive club suggestion. I hope you like my revision. I've been listening to you guys for a couple of years, and you really helped me get through my divorce with a smile on my face. <laughs> oh, no. Well, then. And to stop drinking orange Kool-Aid. After I sold my shit to not pay alimony, I ended up with an 83 Goldwing and a KZ chassis drag bike, which I am converting to a Hayabusa drive chain. Everyone needs a 200-horsepower, 400-pound bike, and I couldn't be happier. Thank you for the years of entertainment you've provided me. Burke Green from Hard Times Racing. And I don't call attention, that motherfucker's in Alberta, goddamn Canada. All right. Nice. Proper fucking goddamn Canuckistan. Um, <laughs> true snowback. Nine and a half month build season up there, eh? Keep your dick in the ice. That's it. The uh AV <laughs> man. Keep your dick in the ice. Keep your dick in the ice. Uh, very remember, good. We're pulling for you. That's right. Um, he did he also did the Cleveland Urban Motorcyclist Foundation Against Radical Terrorism. Which is the comfort. Which I'm not like that because that's a um that was an underground motorcycle club, the Underground Terrorist Motorcycle Club, UTMC. Which I always love that that name is just fantastic. Uh, acronym challenge. Some people. Um, once again, this is Chris Painter again. Uh, a name that keeps popping up, and I think it would make it through the censors is people for the ethical treatment of European motorcycles. <laughs> Pet them. Pet em. Then you can also say you're a pedophile. At that point, uh, but there's uh, Pet them. And I do agree that would make it through the censors. Um, I will tell you that we yeah. do have a so Justin. Uh, Oh, this is great. We get to be... This is... Oh, I like this shit. I know you guys don't read emails on the air. <laughs> well, wrong. Boom. <laughs> well, let's see what you just gave us, Mr. Justin M. Uh, but I wanted to tell you a little about me and possibly enlist your help with a couple of problems I'm having with my bikes. Well, since he knows we don't read them on the air, and this is totally private... Let's read it on the air. That's right. Uh, I started off riding in Baltimore and D.C. on a Honda Magna 750, first time ever on a bike. It's kind of an interesting way to start. And I used it as a commuter bike. I then graduated some years later to a V-Star 1100, severely underpowered and underwhelming, but this did not prevent me from shit-whipping myself over the hood of an asshole who did not look before pulling out from a gas station. Luckily, I only got staples in my knees, and I broke my nose straight on. After years of punishment playing that rugby... That doesn't sound lucky. Oh, he broke his nose straight. After years of punishment playing rugby. Oh, okay. All right. 
So, he likes to put his fingers in other men's buttholes. Uh, so, I recently decided to get back on a bike and I purchased a half-finished cafe project. They're all half-finished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's how they come. That's, that's the only way they sell them. I don't think there's ever a finished Just needs cafe a little project. bit of completion, yeah. Cool. Uh, Needs more eBay. Who doesn't right. have this completion? Though? That some guy was doing a, on a 75 KZ400. Everybody likes good, KZ400. Good platform. Basically, he cut the frame up and partially rebuilt the engine before he decided to scrap it for a larger displacement bike. Enter your debonair yet rugged protagonist. I am not new to wrenching on things, and I'm confident in my abilities somewhat, but I have run into a snag. I want to put a better front end on the bike for a more modern suspension and a little better braking. And lo and behold, I just happen to have three YZFs of different years from the 90s to the 2000s to rob parts from. My question is, what is my best route to put a more modern fork and disc brake onto the KZ frame? I am not looking for any crazy performance gains. I just want a little better and lighter than the original. I would also like to keep the laced wheels if possible because I can't find a cheap mag wheel that looks like it fits. I agree. And I will send photos of the project as more of it comes together. Not in this lifetime, you won't. Uh, and my second question is, I have a KTM 1290 Super Duke. What the fuck do you need my help with? Damn. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Sorry, let me Put step out of the shadow of your giant penis. Right, exactly. <laughs> Stop this Kawasaki tomfoolery and get on your goddamn motorcycle. You already own a proper motorcycle. Why are you dicking around in the children's why are you in the children's department? Get on your fucking motorcycle and ride. Uh, I have a KTM 1290 Super Duke that I want to replace the stock lights on with some LEDs, but I don't want to run into electrical issues. Could you point me towards some good reference material to make sure I do the lights properly? Get on top, get on a KTM owner's form. Uh, because wow. I don't, I do not know enough about that motorcycle. It's too new. It's out of my frame of reference. It may be can bus. And who knows? You might put lights on. It might be fine, but you might put lights on and the back of the motorcycle goes back in time to another dimension. You never see it again. <laughs> um, I like to think I'm smarter than the average bear. So, so if you could just send me some links, I will do the research myself. No, I will introduce Let you to Google. Let me Google that for you. Let me Google that for you. <laughs> I just need to know where to start for both questions. I've told you where to start. Get on a forum. Okay, thanks in advance, and I hope you like my club name. We do. If you do the graphics right and make the space between the L and the I very small, Flick'em sure looks a lot like Fuck'em, which means you get a twofer. <laughs> I like the way this guy thinks. Somewhere, I'm sure. And one last a... thing is I love your podcast. Keep them coming because they are super informative and damned hilarious. Thank you, uh, Justin. That was very cool. Um, yeah, but regarding the first thing, so go to the All Balls website. You go to the All Balls yep. website, and you can literally enter in the name of virtually any motorcycle that's not American. Uh, it's true, because I had this fucking douche nozzle come in here the other day. Um, like, no, he literally, is. he had four teeth. And then he proceeded to tell me about how he was a machinist. And if you're a machinist, you're not asking me how to fit... A and I shit you not, this is what he was doing. A Suzuki Savage 650 front end to a 75 Sportster. Eesh. Okay. That just tells me he crashed the 75 Sportster a while ago. And happened to have a Suzuki Savage front end. And bought end. the cheapest front end he could buy on Craigslist, <laughs> which would be a Suzuki Savage front end. Because there's nothing good about the Suzuki Savage front end that makes it any better than the 75 Sportster front end. So it's not an upgrade, and you're mating SAE to metric, which is not cool, and at which point then you tell me, as though to impress me, that you're a machinist and you own a lathe. Well, then why did you walk through my door to begin with? If you're a machinist and you own a lathe, knock that fucker out and, no shit. and shut up and get the job done. 
Why are you asking me what bearings to use? Man the fuck up! Man the fuck up! <laughs> you just told me you used a, You just I lied mean, to me and told me you owned a lathe. Anything's possible. Did One, you see the pictures of the, the 85 CR500 front end that I put onto a 68 Sportster chassis? Exactly. It's possible. It's possible. But go back right. to what you were saying about yeah. the All Balls website. Yeah, go to their website. Go look up a KZ. They do have a very cool... You go, up, go look up a KZ400... And it'll give you a list of 50, 100 oh, yeah. Kawasaki's and then just order that the use that same bearing. Yeah. Just order the bearings. And, or order the bearings, but then you can go. look. It's probably those same bearings are probably used in a Like he said, he's got three YZF donors. Yeah. So if he's well, got three YZF donors, then rock on, man. You're you, doing you good. You can make sure the YZF <clears throat> is in that yeah. long list that use that same bearing. Oh, yeah. Well, you could I plug totally in the agree. bike. And the front end that yeah. you have, right. and it'll tell you the bearings you need. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a genius website. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it saves a lot of time. They made it really easy, man. They did. I but had you know to do what? it myself. It's not easy you don't have to if you got anymore, a fucking yeah. savage ID front end and you got a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Yeah. And you know why in. that's not you easy? You plug that in and you get a big middle Exactly. Because you're not supposed to mix metric and standard. It's like dogs and cats living together. It's terrible. I've always said every Harley needs a little Honda in it. Greg Gerlovin, I just love his name. Greg McLovin. McLovin. I know. Uh, here are some ideas for the acronym challenge. Uh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I love this guy. This guy is awesome. Greg at AxioDigital.com. Greg Gerlovin. He says, squid. I'm going to give the definition before I give the, the, the ambiguation, the complication, because it's supare quadringa ural inocenti nipner. Ex- excellent vehicles to be towed by horses, but that's squid. So I think what he's saying is supare quadriga, you're all inocenti, but spelled totally wrong, Niepner. Uh But I see where he's going with that. It's all Those are all horrible vehicles. Chodes, Cleveland Hack Owners, Development, Engineering, and Sport. <laughs> I love that one. That's a good one. Cleveland Hack Owners, Development, Chodes. Engineering, and Sport. Chodes may actually appear somewhere at some What's point. What's up, my fellow Chode? You got a Chode, right? You're a hack owner. I'm a hack owner. Yeah. Yeah. We all have hacks. Hoffert's a hack owner. We can all be Chodes together. <laughs> Fucking love it, man. Oh, you guys need cuts. Cleveland Chodes. We do got to get our cut jackets out. The Chodes. <laughs> Fucking awesome, man. Uh, that never gets old. Uh, old English 800. Just old people riding triumphs. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's. I think that was pretty good. Uh, Chodes Cleveland chapter. Forty ounces equals eleven hundred and eighty-three cc's. For anybody who was interested. What? Forty ounces. Okay. Equals eleven hundred and eighty-three cc's. So if you had so a if four, you have four, a forty ounce or a beer, if you got an eleven hundred eighty-three cc motorcycle, you got a forty. That's pretty good. Thank you for walking away, Macklefresh. I appreciate that. <laughs> wow, that thing sounded wet. Uh, that's He's terrible. He's shaking a leg. Oh, that's Oh, terrible. my God, you blew a hole in your pants. I know. No, they were already blown out. Oh, okay. Good Lord. Yeah, so that's, those are all pretty good. The Cleveland United Nutty Tinkerers. Cunts. For short, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the, the the fraternal association. Should be the Cleveland United Nutty Tinkering Society. Yeah, well, it's... Cunts. Cunts. Absolutely. <laughs> I think those those are all on the money. Every single one of those is on the money. I, I'm digging it. Yeah, they did. everyone did well. Um, for the record, yeah, once we come up with a... We'll do some sort of a prize. you got to be present to win. That's the only so way. The you, you didn't read the fine print, apparently. Uh, but we did register. So we got our booth. Um, we did get a 10 foot by 60 booth. 
which is giant. Um, and we did get it under the name of Kli uh, Vin Moto. Just like Shy Vin Moto and, you know, Mil Vin Moto from Milwaukee. Um, but it's Kli Vin Moto. Sounds a lot like Cleveland Moto. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's almost indistinguishable when you well, say then. it. We're going to be over at the Cleveland Moto booth. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, I said Clee. I said Cleveland Moto, Moto booth. Yeah, right. So we did get approved for that. And uh, just so if anybody would like to, if anybody would like to do that in their town or their village or their, uh, their area where they have a motorcycle show, the best recommendation I can make to you is go on register.com or one of those things and just start yourself up a, a cheapo website. There is a clevelandmoto.com right now. <clears throat> And there is a Cleveland Moto Facebook page as well. And that sort of substantiates the existence of this club. And so if you go, you'll well, see. Well, that Cleveland, Cleveland Moto Facebook page has been around for a long time, actually. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's legit. Oh, yeah. You know, they go, look, it, it wasn't started two weeks ago. It was started like eight years ago or right. something. Yeah. yeah, I've been kicking it around for a while. But uh, we decided that that was just a, a thing that would get past the sensors real quick. And I liked that sort of, I liked that. You know, that, uh, what do they call that? It's a homily? No, not homily. When something sounds the same. Homophone. Homonym. 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 Yeah, homonym. Yeah. So I like that. Cleveland Moto. Leave business. it to Mr. Brains. <laughs> hey, somebody had to bring the brains to the podcast. The, uh, Real quick question. Yes. Yeah. BMW sitting back here? Yep. What's the story with that? 42,000 miles on yep. it? Yep. And it looks like that? Yep. Is that a restoration? Nope. Or? Nah. Nope. Oh, my goodness. Well, that motorcycle actually is a, a motorcycle that originally came with a whole bunch of fairings on it. This must have, and a whole must bunch have of showed bags. up during my two weeks of drunkenness that I haven't showed been up here. Today. <laughs> showed up today. Um, but this is a touring bike. So this is a BMW uh, pre-oil head. It's the last of the airheads. And it's an RT. So it's the uh, it's it's a touring oil, unit. oil cooler on it. Well, mm-hmm. it looks brand new. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. A little ding here and there. It's just, it's just. That's exactly what a well taken care of motorcycle looks like. But you wouldn't look at the tack and say there's forty two thousand miles on. Yeah, I hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a loose wheel bearing. Clearly, (laughs) I can hear that. The, uh, but yeah, that is a motorcycle that came from the factory with a whole bunch of horrible windshields and everything else on it. What is that? Ninety six. Look at the year on it. Uh, Because I think that's an R eighty, isn't it? It is a made in Germany. Well, yeah, of course it is. The uh, <laughs> it's there. There's one on there somewhere, but that was a fully fared sport touring motorcycle, and the owner would like us to make it into a cafe racer for him. Oh no! Yes, do not hurt that poor motorcycle. Well, and what we can say is, it's got that Vietnamese seat on there. If you want to know what hell feels like, sit on that seat. It looks good, but do not sit on it. Um, it is a horrible feeling seat. Well, a lot can be done to cast. This sticker, this, this, that's going to be a, lies. the typical handlebar seat. Oh. Like, you're not going to do anything too serious to that bike that couldn't be undone. Right. Well, and so realistically, I'm going to change the. Uh, um, oh, yeah, it's like sitting on a surfboard. Yeah, it's not good. It basically feels like a skateboard. Oh, there, uh, There's nothing to be said there. I, I had to have gotten the year wrong. <laughs> I like uh, the highway pegs. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got the year wrong because it's not. 96 is the RT that I had. The uh, You like that bike, Joe? It keep your feet warm. It keep your feet warm, Joe. Um, yeah, somebody figure out what year that is because I'm going to look it up and show you what it looked like in the before, in the before pictures. The uh, But, yeah, it is, I think, the last year before they got fuel injected, and I believe it's the last year before they got uh, 
liquid heads. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a handsome bike. But we're gonna put a we're gonna put like a stainless steel front fender on it, and we'll put a stainless steel rear fender on it. I'll probably keep the loop yeah, on the, the back. The plastic maggot rear fender. The plastic go. maggot's got to go. Yeah. There's all kinds of data. What is it? What is it? What year is it? There's got to be EPA emissions information in there. Just look along until you see a four-digit number starts with a 19 and ends with something from last century. The, uh, But, yeah, he brought it in, and he. it was funny because when he told me what he wanted to do, I said, oh whoa, oh. my goodness, bubble and squeak. The, uh, But he does want me to put number plates on the side. That's fine. Buy those aluminum ones. You can yeah. buy them. They're like 30 bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, for a set. They look gorgeous. Brushed aluminum, yeah. yeah. Yeah, look really good. Yeah, look really good. So, yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty impressed. I think it's going to be an you easy project. Drill a hole the, uh, or, or weld a bung onto the original frame. Ah, I found them. this registration. All right, what is it? It's a 1988, 92. 95. 95. I was off by one year. Okay. Yeah. And is it an R1100? Is that what it is? Or an R800? It's a motorcycle. Yeah, I know. We know that. <laughs> um, That's a 95, huh? Yeah, Are you keeping the airbox or losing the airbox? I'm keeping it. No, I told the guy, I'm like, you got to keep it stock. You, If you want to enjoy this motorcycle, don't dick around with BMW. Oh, you just bought it. Yeah. And that won't matter if you have number plates on the side anyway. Yeah. You're not yeah, going to get rid of the battery. Real. I mean, you so yeah. 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 He bought it with 41,872 miles on it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one of those things that I just am pretty sure that that motorcycle, it looks fine the way it is. I mean, I it looks great just the way it is. With all the touring shit taken off, it just makes a nice standard you, motorcycle. Yeah. I can't find the, the model. Well, what I'll tell you is I can, I'm can. i pretty sure that the, that the VIN number is, uh, the, I'm pretty sure that the VIN on it might be a little bit off. So they had three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They sell 10. the aluminum version X. of those yeah. number that's cut out for your headlight. Yeah. That'll go on the front headlight that looks very much like those. Uh, oh, on those the scramblers? Motor, yeah. Like you can get, they have something like that. Or, or you could buy one of those and cut it out for the headlight and use it. I saw where a guy did a bracket where you could either have it over the headlight if you were racing. Yeah. Or you can tip it up so it just clears the headlight, and then it looks like a little windscreen. So he said the bike was a 95. It's not. It's technically it's a 94. I think it was purchased in 95 originally because 96 is for sure, and 95s are oil head. Um, they're, this one is either a very, very – it was probably – we could probably go in the dealership and that year bought the oil head or the air head. Yeah, but that's uh, – but, yeah, it was originally a touring bike and had all the touring stuff on it. And – Crap. Yeah, but now it's now it's not now it's not going to be a touring bike with all the touring stuff on it. No wonder is be... he the original owner or did he no. just recently buy it? No, he, he just, just bought, bought it. it. He yeah. bought it off of somebody. Yeah, he bought it. He's turning it into what he wants it to be. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it looks at the registration says August. Yeah. So, so this is what it would have looked like originally, not in that color, but we've all seen those before. Oh, good lord! Yeah, yeah. that's so we've all seen that fairing. before. Yeah. yeah. We've all seen those. Um, you know, it's just that standard '80s, very RT. angular, leftover RT, yeah, uh, thing. And that is, I, I did look it up, and that is '94 and '95. Uh, it was the last year for that motor before they went to the oil heads. So, kind of one of those ones where you missed it by that much. 
you know. The uh, I think it's going to look fine, though. I think it'll look cool with the stainless steel front fender, stainless steel back fender. Maybe get a little, like you said, a little, a little visor fairing for above that. Just that little aluminum piece to fill in that empty area between the gauges and the headlight. We'll cover up the ugly gauges. Yep, like, cover up the ugly gauges. That'll add a lot of style to that motorcycle. Yeah, a little bikini He fairing. wants to keep the handlebars because he likes the riding position, which I it is a nice riding position. There's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, we'll put we'll sexy up the back end a little bit. It's, it's funny not a bad we, place to start. There was a sticky note on it that said no side stand, and uh, Johnny Chrome pointed out that there is very stand, obviously right? a side stand. No, there is a side stand. We don't want you to use the side stand because if you look at that side stand, that is not Both factory original. Oh, my God, you're right. Okay, that <laughs> side stand is a fucking suicide stand. It's bolted to the exhaust. Do not <laughs> use side stand. Do not use that side stand because if that side stand is down and... There's literally a micro-newton of fucking wind pressure on the back of the motorcycle. It's going to fall down. Yeah. So that side stand is bullshit. There's a lot of micro-newtons of wind pressure going on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> if that thing was on the side stand, it would have fallen over already from his ass trumpet. The, uh, the, butt, the butt trombone going over there. But that thing, when it came into my shop and I put it on the side stand for the first time, I said, I've never felt... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I've never felt a BMW that had such bad side stand Why authority. Does this machine list. And then I realized, I was like, where did you get this fucking side stand? And he goes, some aftermarket. You're listing to port. But it's not good. So it has a perfectly good center stand on it. Let's just use the perfectly good center stand. So that was, uh, yeah. So that's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Where did you guys go last week? Did you guys go to McGinty's after the podcast? The 16th it was. Yeah, it was yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah a couple weeks ago. So it was after the, yeah. uh, the Porco Growler. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, we, I a, just dropped, he just dropped that the other day. I tuned up the Porco, the Porco podcast, yeah. They had a couple of fucking jabronis over here making music that were pretty good. Yeah. For their Christmas party. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got pretty, uh. Pretty lit, I Got say. pretty embalmed? <laughs> Honest to goodness. I, I yeah. woke up the next day and Johnny said, <clears throat> Did I drop you off at home? I, I kind of. The I, only thing I, I remember. I woke up on the couch. <laughs> the only thing I remember. I do You kinda, made it to your couch. Yeah, that's he, as far he, as He didn't. Apparently did. He, I kind of remember backing onto your drive because you live on an outside curve or yeah. however yeah. you want to say It's a weird it. curve, yeah. It's a weird curve. And every time I back onto your drive, I really like double, triple check. Yeah. Telephone pole bushes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I kind of sort of remember that. <laughs> Apparently, I came back here to the shop. And you were in the Jeep? I was in the Jeep. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That, that was, At that least was you a, were low profile. I came back here to the shop. Oh, this is a crazy story. A if you really Jeep want to hear it, I'll tell you. Yeah. The, the, the Saturday actually made me, it was, it, was a, it was a cool day. Yeah. But anyway, I don't, none of you guys have heard that. James and Renee have heard this. I don't think any of you guys have heard it. <clears throat> I came back here and slept. I woke up at like 9.30. I'm like, oh, shit. I... And we don't have this shop set up. Like, our old shop, our old shop I mean, was set I, up I, for I drunken. Didn't, I didn't trip the... I, we had I, a I got the alarm on. right up, obviously. Yeah. I mean, because nobody right. called I didn't get called, me. yeah. But I just, I came in and sat down, and I guess I probably just wanted to chill for a minute. I don't yeah. know. But I woke up, and I'm like, okay. And at that point in time, I had every intention of just... Going home, yeah, and calling in drunk, yep. <laughs> and I left out of here. This is where the story gets interesting. I had an odyssey. Yeah, I left out of here in a jeep, 
This is at what time? Two thirty in the morning? No, nine thirty in the morning. Oh, after getting five hours of sleep. Nine thirty in the morning. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not sleep. <laughs> that's, Look at this chair that you were sleeping in because it's, it's Renee's chair. Oh, dude, I sleep sitting up all the time. I wake up in the middle of the night sli- sitting up on the edge of my bed. Wow, I can just sleep like. In that chair. I can sleep in that chair. I mean, I got enough belly to it. Kind of, <laughs> but uh, anyway, anyway. So, okay, I, I, so I go you home. went to the bar. I'm still trying to get the story <laughs> went to the bar. You went, went to the bar. So you know what? 2.30, they threw you out of the bar. Hoffert's there. Hoffert's wife's there. Right. Hoffert's son's there. Right. Hoffert's son's girlfriend's there. Yeah, Hoffert's son's girlfriend's there. Right. Some Puerto Rican girls. You're with are, the right people. Some Puerto Rican girls are glad to see you. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> It, it was fun. We closed the place down, whatever. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would assume. Ah. I love the way you're looking for corroboration. CeeLo is happy assume. when you uh, when, <clears throat> when you cashed out. I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, my God, man. But anyway, anyway, forward to 9.30 in the morning. I woke I'm up. still, no, I want to know what the hell happened between 9.30 in the morning. You slept here. Fucking your guess is as good as mine. All right. I don't know. He drove me home. Remember, we had to walk down. Uh, I had the phone number. We had to walk down Bunce and fight our way into your into your jeep that was up against the snow. I had the oh, phone Jesus. number of. Uh, that that wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> the hell was her name? Megan. Uh, hang on, hang on. Katie Matlock. Yes. Remember, birthday was on the twenty second. Katie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you slept in here. So I slept here. Woke up like nine thirty ish. So before. Any of our people? Came oh yeah, in. oh yeah, yeah. And my my plan, I had entirely, totally planned on going home, just calling in drunk, right? And left here in the jeep, went up, got out in seventy one South. That's how you get home. Yeah. You know, and I'm going past, and just as I'm coming up and going past the Ford plant, uh, right. uh, Snow Road, yeah, Snow Road, jeep conks out. Oh shit! Still says half tank. Yeah, fuel gauge sticks. Right. Didn't have a tank. Didn't have it with me. No. So I'm like, all right. Get the phone out. I start texting the wife. You tap on the empty gas tank. Yeah. Just as soon as I send the text, the phone, dink. No power. Oh, like, shit. Right, so nobody's going to save me but me. So I got you. You know, sometimes yeah. you get a real good buzz on and it yeah. just gets killed by right. reality. Right. So I walk back. It was a two-mile walk. I walk yeah. back. Over to Snow and 150th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is, at this point, I know this is yours, John, but I'm not going to. At this point, I'm like, okay. I go in, I take a piss, whatever. I put right. some water in my face. Yeah. I get a gas can. You buy a gas can? Because they don't loan you a gas <laughs> not can. Not anymore. You have to buy a yeah. gallon gas. And I go to the register, and I'm like, what the fuck? Where's my card? Uh-oh. You left it in the I bar? couldn't find it. I thought I did. I thought I did. I totally thought I did. Uh-oh. I'm just like, I don't know what it, I must have left my car at the bar. For fuck's sake. I said, hang on, just take care of this next guy. And this guy behind me, little short guy, he really totally puts me in mind of Danny Coker from Counts Customs. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right? yeah Counting yeah. Customs. Yeah, Counting Cars, yeah. Oh. Right. Oh, yeah. I got he, he had the fucking thing on, down right. over his eyes, the, the do-rag. Yeah. But he's like... Five seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he grabs the gas can, he pulls it over, he says, "Put it on mine." Really? Wow. Who are you? Okay, well. Yeah. See a big black truck, and he kind of—I don't know—I think he—he he said it, and he looked up at me like, "Oh fuck, did I say the wrong thing?" He goes, "See right. a big black truck out there? If you can get up in it, I'll give you a ride." And I'm like, 
If you can get up in it. <laughs> Huge dodge. Big you're like, if your little ass can get in there, I can. <laughs> Challenge accepted. So this Lower the ladder. He bought, my, he bought the gas kit. He bought some gas. And this is morning, right? This is morning, 9.30 in the so morning. So he wasn't cruising you. He wasn't cruising. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going. <laughs> I just, uh, it would have been I just, nighttime. I thought you were on a date. <laughs> he's like, he's like, which you're south or north? I'm south of the, inter- of the interchange. Right. That's the way I'm going anyway. Cool. So I find out the guy's name's Ed. Yeah. He owns a trucking company. Well, he was fantastic. up there getting two things of propane because he was doing smoked prime rib for his company Christmas party. Wow. Nice. nice. Holy shit. And I'm like, are you fucking hiring, dude? Right. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm going to go work there. But uh, yeah. that's all he would tell me. Or that's all company. he did yeah. tell me. We're just shooting the normal bullshit. Right. We pull up there, and he's like, oh, wow, look at this fucking cool Jeep. And he's like, right. he's like flipping out. And, he's a car uh, guy, obviously. He's, yeah, he's yeah. definitely a car guy. Definitely yeah. a car guy. And uh, <clears throat> pour the gas in and start it. He's like, all right, man, well, here, you're going to need that. Stuff 20 bucks in my pocket. I'm like, well, what's this? He's like, don't tell me that's going to get to your house on a gallon. Where right. do you live? You said you live in North Olmstead? I said, right. no, no, North Royalton. Yeah. He's like, you're not going to get there in a gallon. Right. Go to the next exit, get some gas. Wow. Holy like, what's shit. Your, what's your last name? He's like, doesn't matter. Like, what's wow. your trucking company? He's like, doesn't matter. Wow. Jumped Very in his nice. truck and took off. I'm like, holy shit. Very nice. Damn. Fucking wow. hey. Okay, man. There's actually a good person in the world. That's amazing. I was stone sober by that right. point. Yeah. you know how that goes. Oh, I, mean, I know exactly how that goes. Just fucking, you're, you're never more sober except for so, that. Jesus Christ. So did you come back to the gas station, went home. Went to the What's gas station. Like? <laughs> <laughs> went to the gas station. Went home. What's the dick taste like? <laughs> I got home and I fucking. Ask gas I'm and sorry. <laughs> I got to the gas station after yeah. putting the gallon in mm-hmm. and going and. And then the credit card appeared. Yes. Ah! <laughs> I dropped my wallet and it fucking and it came out. I'm like, oh, another Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Another Christmas miracle. Man. I held this thing open to the lady at the counter. I'm like, do you see a credit card in there anywhere? Because I'm still a little bit. I mean, honestly, okay, Chrome. Oh, that's here. Chrome's wallet. Here. So Chrome's wallet so is like, a Costanza. He's got now, a full Costanza going on. At that point, at that point. It was empty because you've been drinking. No, no, no. There was some There was Yeah, there was no money. There was $2, literally. Oh, yeah. But like, it was like that on this side with yeah. receipts you uh, know, from... Yeah. Various and sundry things from the auto parts, from the bar, from the whatever. <laughs> but I mean, there was a bunch of paper in there. I'm like, do you see? Can you? There's no. This wasn't there. Right. Wasn't, yeah, yeah. Like, I even asked the girl. I'm like, do you see a credit card in that? Because I'm still a little bit fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Because right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you want to call the attendant at the gas station. <laughs> and she didn't. She didn't know. She's like, I don't see one. Oh no. But you did run into a fucking amazing human being. Dude named Ed that looked out for you. The White was, Knight. Yep. From somebody's trucking he company. He drove you home? Woo! This is a long podcast. Yeah, got you back to the Jeep. Got me back to the Jeep, yeah. Well, that's pretty good. We're at about a buck long. 40 now. That's cool, that's cool. Very good. So then, very good. Now, very interesting. So that was cool. So I came back, I wound up coming back here at, I don't know, noon, maybe. Yeah. Drunk yeah. o'clock? Right. I was that's why we open at noon. I was back to sober Why do you think that, we man. open at noon? You can tie one on pretty good and still make it to work by noon. Yeah. When somebody calls in like, I had a rough night last night, I'm going to be a little bit late. If you work at a 9 o'clock shop, <laughs> when you work at a noon o'clock shop, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Well, no. We don't have punch clocks or nothing. Like We just kind of 
It's on the honor system. But if you can't make it in Get by honored, noon... stay honored. <laughs> and James has finally realized that that's one of the reasons I came... That's one of the reasons I wanted to work for you. Yeah. Was like, we don't clock it. Yeah, it's No, fuck it. It's We're cool. adults, man. We're adults. You work when you work. I don't so, sit here and try to say, oh, I showed up at no, one. No, we don't I put down one of that. Put down if I roll in at two, I put down yeah, two. There's no reason to cheat. It's, it's one of those ones that's like, there is absolutely no reason to cheat this system. This system is so set up. Yeah. It's barely a rule. Good right? story. That's it's a good very good that's story. That's a true story, man. That's a good I, story. I, know you didn't, I know you didn't hear it. I, I didn't text you the next day. Yeah. I, I text Chris the next day and I said, In other words, we're smelling. I said, Did I take you home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and what was my response? Your response was like, You must have. I woke up on my couch. Huh? <laughs> I don't remember fumbling. We had to have fumbled with keys because that was the first day I had the side door locks on the yeah, Jeep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, that's right. You got like six open. keys to get into your car. Yeah, yeah. one for each side. <laughs> <laughs> and it was up against a snowbank on bunts there by the by the football field. Do you remember walking out to it? Yes, fuck yes. It is cold as balls out there. <laughs> Why don't you just put a hinge on the back of that Jeep? Just lift the body up, come in, and then lower the body down on top of you like a funny car. It'd be so much easier. You could have one padlock on the front oh, of the Jeep. I'd love to do that with a Volkswagen. Yeah, see, that would make perfect sense. Have, like, those props on it for the hatchback. Yeah. So you could just kind of, like, lift it up, get in, lower it back down again. Don't even need to worry about door handles. That was a lost night. Genius. <laughs> this is a pretty good night. See, that's what happens. Christmas <laughs> spirit. Bring, bring in yeah. that growler of... Uh... Christmas spirit. Oh, man, the growler of fucking Roman Twist. Roman Twist, that's it. Yeah. My that wife was, was angry, too. She's like, you're not allowed to go out with him anymore. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> wow. My fault. Holy right, shit. Think about, you, could have, you could have wound up dead. I'm like, well, I wouldn't have been hearing this then, would I? <laughs> Advantage, death. <laughs> not allowed to go out with him anymore. We're All keeping right. score. Death Where are we wins. going? I'm the, I'm the douchebag again. <laughs> Clearly, that's the way we're going to play this. Yeah. All right, so on that bombshell, please remember to yeah. drive fast and take chances. Press the fucking button. Ah, the swelling's gone down. <laughs> <laughs>